Welcome to Fix with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his cousin Jared and their friend Jake <laughs> gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared and my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Friday, February 11th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet linked in the show's description. A picks are the ones I love, B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday, interesting enough, kind of another microcosm of the overall model. Um, you know, not great, still up for the week, uh, kind of chugging along here, trying to keep that profit for the week, maybe extend it a little bit tonight with a shorter slate. I will say uh, Clemson, you know, we discussed that one last night. They won where it mattered, which was exerting your physical will and just owning the other team you know, street fight style. So that's, that's really yeah. what matters the most. So that's, that's all I'll say about thank that. God. Thank God Wendell Moore is healthy um, after that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was scary. Yeah. I made I made jokes, yeah. but obviously yeah. that was, that was very bad. And, and it was very bad. That's all you have to say about it. Right. It was very bad. Yeah. 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 Other than that, Duke looked dominant. I mean, Trevor Kills played out of his mind. I mean, Pablo, Pablo Bacho really didn't have that great of a game. Uh, Mark Williams and AJ Griffin were, Playing well, and then Trevor Kills was just—they—he couldn't miss in the second half, and they just ran away with it. Um, and then, whoa, what did Michigan figure out that nobody else knew was Purdue? Whoa, it kept yeah. that offense to what under sixty? Well, the over didn't. Happened. Yeah, the over didn't hit, and so I know the professor's heart was really hurting after that one. It was. We've made an, we've made enough money on the Purdue overs though, so it's kind of it's kind of gravy, right? Like you never roll over all of your winnings onto the next one, right? You always hold some of those back. You know, we always joke about like saving some of those uh, units away, like nuts in the winter time with squirrels, right? So, thankfully, uh, we we've done well in this. But yeah, the the they looked great uh, defensively. That was the first time I, I've seen Purdue struggle like that offensively in a long time. One note to kind of like don't get too high on the Michigan train. They had two points off their bench. I don't know that they can repeat that kind of performance again yep. from the, those five players and one other player. Yeah, and they yeah because no one else scored right, and they they really just shot out of their minds. Which we talked about. Purdue just goes on lapses defensively, of course. But I mean, all game I feel like they were kind of around fifty percent from three. Um, so just kind of like we talk about these aberrations happen. Uh, hats off to Michigan. That was a great game. It'll be interesting to see can they keep it going forward. Uh, I do assume that Purdue will bounce back with another strong offensive performance, since that's mostly what they've um, done. Before we get to today's slate, a reminder: please like and subscribe, follow and rate. We appreciate any and all of those things, and they help us out greatly. Drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We love those who try to respond to as many as we can especially if you have an opinion on the recent changes to the format at the, of the about the extra picks at the end of the show let us know what you like and what you don't um as i already mentioned a lighter slate tonight but still some interesting games some of these monday or fridays have a bunch of games that aren't interesting but i think there's a handful that are worth watching tonight we're gonna start off in the early time slot seven eastern six central uh yukon at xavier xavier is a short one and a half point favorite the model makes this about a pick'em so i have a b pick on yukon uh plus one and a half the model's been overrating xavier so i'm glad that's come back to earth because they have not been playing very well jake what's your take yeah i'm i'm on this connecticut team like i was more of a pick against xavier they they just seem to fall apart during these games and can't pull them out like 
it's just I don't really get why they're favored, especially with the way they've been playing um, offensively. They can't get going. They can't figure out any kind of guard play. It's just all Nunji and Fremantle, and their guards just kind of disappear. This And then you're going against a really good guard-heavy team in this UConn team with R.J. Cole. Um, as long as Sandango has a decent game and somewhat contains Nunji and Fremantle, UConn should win this on like win this outright. Cousin Jared. So UConn is at the bottom of your power rankings, right? Or is that just football? Are they any good at basketball? Just football. Just football. They're okay. they're they're a little better at basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the model makes this a pick 'em and and you know, I'm a guest on this show. I'm not bounded by the rules of the show. I can That's put true. in a gimmick whenever I want. So <laughs> I'm putting my first gimmick in here. This is gonna be my toss up special of the day. The model makes this almost exactly a pick them. And I'm not a math guy and professor don't tell me if I'm wrong here, but a 50, 50 game at plus odds, my expected value is positive. So my play here is going to be Yukon on the money line available at plus one Oh five. So that's my play here. I like it. I like it. Yeah, plus odds on any coin toss type game makes a lot of sense. Uh, moving on to the later time slot here, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. A little bit of an under-the-radar game, but one I think should be really interesting. Iona at Siena. Iona is a nine-point road favorite. They've been playing really well as of late. The model makes this total 137, so I have a B pick for you. I locked in under 141 and a under 141, it's 140 and a half this morning. I think anything under 140 is definitely safe. The model is eight and five in Iona under edges. And of course, note that I point these out. If I don't point out the other side, it's because it's there either haven't been a lot of them or it's been kind of run of the mill. So nothing really to point out with Sienna. But Iona has mostly been good to us on the under. I think that's too many points here. Uh, Jake, with regards to that number of nine, can Iona cover that large number on the road, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think they do. I think this gets in the blowout territory and gets your under pretty safe in the second half. Uh, the Sienna team is just not very good. They shoot the ball from three well, but it's a true, truly live by the three, die by the three kind of team. The rest of their offense is terrible. They're, they rank 280 in offensive efficiency, but they rank up in the three-point range. That tells you that if the threes aren't going, they can't do much else. And the Iona team is very good, and nobody's really talked about them since the beginning part of the year when they had that non-conference run, when they beat Alabama, Appalachian State, and Liberty, which and Yale, which are all looking to be tournament teams. And then they lost two kind of, I guess if you can have a good loss, they lost by 13 to Kansas and by five at Belmont. And so those are like not losses that are going to tank you. So I'm pretty sure this team will end up blowing them out and maybe even make some noise in that first round of March because with Tino as a coach, they are very, like, very good. And they also outplay their metrics. So they're the 10th luckiest team of the, for, in that kind of rating, but they're the, some of the parts is better. Like, or the, and some of the parts is better than the whole kind of thing. Like it's, they're very good. All right. Cause so I'm with the professor here. I'm under one fourth. Uh, when I see a total that far off of what the model makes it, I'm going to take it. However, Professor, you said the other side, maybe Sienna has been okay on the whole for the season, but the past few weeks, the model has not been doing great with Sienna totals, um, one and four from what I saw the past couple of weeks. So, you know, I may give this a wider berth than I normally would. Maybe I wouldn't play it below like 139 or something. But again, when I see a total this far off, I'm taking it. So I'm on the under 140 and a half. 
All right, all right. Yeah, that's that's why we have you, cousin Jared. You, you know, to, to to point out these things that you notice that that <laughs> other people notice, especially with all the games, it's it's hard to kind of catch yeah. everything. So those those kind of insights can be really valuable there. At the same time, another small school matchup that might be worth your attention: Saint Bonaventure at Saint Louis. St. Louis is a six-point favorite, so it's a B pick for me on St. Louis. The model makes that St. Louis minus seven. The model, interestingly enough, six and one on A or B picks of St. Louis and seven and two on A or B fades of the Bonnie. So the model's done really well with these two teams. I like them to keep that up. Six is a solid number. It's one where if there's late fouls, we can get outside of that number as opposed to if that creeps up to seven or eight. It's not going to be impossible, but it's going to be a little bit more of possibility of getting back toward there. But six is a great number here uh, to lay for St. Louis. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, I'm with you on St. Louis. And we've talked to, I've Talked about St. Bonaventure before. This is one of the most disappointing teams compared to their expectations on the year. Um, and then I, I don't understand how you can be this late in the year and still run into five, five-man rotation. Like, you're not – I know they lost one guy for the season for some illness, but he was averaging nine minutes, and that was their highest bench minute average. So I don't know how you can be this late in the season and running your guys at – 30, 35 plus minutes every game. And like in an overtime game, having guys play 50 minutes, like it's it's insane. There's so many ways that that comes back and bites you, foul trouble, an injury or anything, and nobody will be prepared to step up. So I'm pretty sure St. Louis at home covers this fairly easy. I like have probably 10 to 15 range, but I'll, the six I like. And on top of the fact that St. Bonaventure's lost three of their last five, and they really haven't beat anybody good recently. Yep, because you said you didn't have a pick on this. So I don't know if you had any insights for us. Well, okay, so uh, of course I've got insights. Am I going to pass up the opportunity to talk if I'm on the podcast? I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so the the model basically makes this total spot on, right around 141. To me, that tells me I would lean towards the under here. The model has had a proclivity to go with St. Louis overs this year. So when I see a number that's spot on, that's a little different. Again, like you said, no pick for me here. But if I had to pick a side, I would probably lean towards the under. Interesting enough, uh, the progression, uh, Jared, for from you, I feel like there was this love-hate relationship, but now you're like the totals guru, I feel like, now that we started kind of working those totals in. Well, it, anybody who watched the football podcast or listened to the football podcast will appreciate my Twitter avatar. Is That's where I'll leave that. Okay, okay. And, and yeah, that's right. If, if you listen to the College Football Podcast, which I'm excited for that when it comes back around, right? No one, no one will be surprised that you're liking the totals because I feel like yeah. as the season went on, you kind of got more to be the, the totals guy. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got one more game breakdown before we get to our overtime segment here. Late night game, standalone time slot, 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central. UNLV at Boise State. Boise State is a healthy eight and a half point home favorite with a total of 130. Point five. I'm taking the under there. The model makes this 128 and a half. I really like this under. Uh, the model is seven and two on under edges of UNLV. Boise's been a strong under team all season. The model's had a hard time with Boise State, and it's lost some money betting their overs. And they have not. They, they just grind it out, slow it down. This is a late game. This game might put you to sleep. It's going to be slow. It's going to be boring. Boise State probably gets just a sleepy, lazy win. Uh, that's that's my two cents on the game, Jake. What do you have for us? Yeah, that's this is one of the ones. That's, it'll be a good game if it's early in your time zone. You can watch it. If not, it, it'll it will put you to sleep because they play late. Yeah. But it's two very good defensive teams. Boise is, I think, ranked ninth in the nation in defensive efficiency. Um, but and they they've got enough defensively to handle 
Bryce Hamilton and Jordan McCabe and contain them and, and get this 10, 10 point win that I think they get. But man, it makes me a little nervous. So I'm not too confident in this because they shoot so bad free throws. They rank, I think, 355th hitting 62%. And that's, that's burnt just a couple times this year. Like where they've on the line with the chance to ice the game, put it away, get the cover, and they just go over two, over four, whatever it is. So just be very careful there. Make sure, make sure you're confident in your Boise State pick. But like ULV is a good team. They just not not got enough outside of Orlando Rob, or Bryce Hamilton. Like that's really what it comes down to. Yep. Because Jared, what you got? I, I think both of you all took the words right out of my mouth. I love the underplay here under 100, 130 and a half. Uh, uh, Jake, you mentioned the defensive metrics for Boise State. They play defense really well. Uh, the other thing that I've noticed with UNLV is they seem to uh, let the other team control the pace. Uh, so generally, if the, if the model says it's an under, you play it. If you say over, it goes over. The model's been pretty good. And again, if a team wants to go up and down, UNLV will do that. If you want to grind it out like Boise State, UNLV will do that. So I feel good about the under 130 and a half here. All right. All right. Makes a lot of sense. Now moving to our overtime segment. I've got this as the A plays. There's only one other A play that I'm going to talk about here because we're saving one for our next segment. So the A plus play of the day. I have Nevada is a 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central tip plus 12 and a half at utah state Sherfield is back for nevada that's a difference maker he averages almost 20 a game i like this number north of 10 it's great because they shouldn't foul over that number so obviously nevada could get blown out we always talk about there's the chance of that happening but if it's a close game and there's fouls like nevada can lose by four on a you know more closer game they can lose by six they can lose by eight they can lose by 10 anything north of 10 i think is great so that's my a plus play of the day. There are a lot of points with Nevada, which leads us to our talk me out of segment. Obviously, we can't do talk, you know, in college football season, yeah, cousin Jerry, we get to do Clemson every week. It was like yeah. somebody was on Clemson, somebody didn't need to be on Clemson, right? And that was a yeah. lot of fun. I can't do Clemson every time here with college basketball. They they won't play every day. That's apparently bad for the body in basketball, I guess. So we're gonna switch it up. We're gonna talk me out of Fresno State today. I've got Fresno State plus six. That's my other A pick of the night. The model makes this Colorado State minus four. The numbers have pegged Colorado State pretty on, pretty spot on, uh, but they've really underestimated how good Fresno has been. So I like Fresno to keep this close. Obviously, I'd like this a little more when we talk about seven being a little bit more of a key number in college basketball. I'm afraid of some late fouls there, but in general, I think Fresno is pretty good, uh, a little underrated still, and can keep this game close. So I'm taking those six points. Jake, talk me out of Fresno State plus six. Look, I, I love this Fresno State team, just not in this spot. Colorado State is an extremely good offensively team. They, I'm going to read a couple stats here real quick. They're 11th in offensive efficiency, 9 in effective field goal percentage, 23 in three-point shooting, 10th in free throw, and 23rd in turnovers. They don't make mistakes offensively. As long as they're, they're shooting well, it, not many teams can keep up with them, and they're not dependent on one guy. I mean, David Roddy is amazing a very very good player and for to be as undersized as he is he plays big hits the three makes a matchup nightmare for anybody and then isaiah stevens can shoot the lights out when he gets going but at home it's a different ball game and for, uh, fresno state is just too dependent on orlando robinson who's an incredible player he's a lot a lot of fun to watch can just dominate a game when he gets going but it's too dependent on him if colorado state can make him inefficient they cover this easily 
And I, and I think the one number you talked about that worries me the most, there's the free throw shooting, because again, Colorado State is the better team at home. You know, you kind of expect this to be Colorado State by three or by eight with a minute and a half to go, either one, and, and the number be in play. And obviously, again, Fresno State might win on the road or Colorado State might blow them out, right? We talk, you just never really know. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of, if, if you play this game a hundred times, a lot of them have Colorado State with a small lead later in the game, and that free throw shooting might be the difference. That's kind of what worries me. I, I'm I'm still trusting the process though on Fresno State. We'll, we'll call this Judge Jared, right? Who was more convincing the argument? What's what's the right side? So I'm going to go with neither of you were convincing enough. And where do you think I'm going to go with this? I'm going to go look at the total. And so what I'll say is, uh, you know, Fresno State, the team we just talked about, Boise State. Earlier this year, the model said play under 120 when those two teams played. So it's an insanely low number. <laughs> yes. So generally, when Boise State or Fresno State play, it, they say the under is the safest bet. The model actually says play the over in this Fresno State, Colorado State game. So when it tells me to play a Fresno State over, it gets my attention. Uh, I feel good about the over 129 and a half here. Um, it is Fresno State, so like there is a little bit of pause from me on that. Yeah. Uh, but again, the model says it's a strong overplay. That's not like the model, so I'm playing the over 129 and a half. And it's interesting, you kind of mentioned this with UNLV. We talk about some of these schools who are good. You know, Fresno State's a good team, don't get me wrong, but maybe not quite as good as their opponent, sometimes being more, we play to your pace because you can kind right. of control the game, right? And that would play into our advantage here with this because yeah. Fresno State is the one that wants to keep it under. Colorado State wants to kind of play a little bit more of a smoother game. And so if Colorado State has their way with the tempo, that would lead to an overplay as well there. Uh, drop a comment in the comment section on YouTube. Let us know if you're sticking with the hashtag process or if Jake talked you out of Fresno State plus six, or if you're going with Cousin Jerry and you're going with the over. You got lots of options, right? Just just don't comment with the under. If you're playing the under in this game, we don't want to hear, we don't want to hear about it, right? Because <laughs> that's not one of your three options, right? It's a multiple choice test. You only got the three options, which takes us to our buzzer beaters. A really light slate tonight. There are only, of course, 13 games, so we should be able to keep our eye on most of them. I do have the best B-side for you, seven Eastern, uh, six Central with Manhattan plus five and a half, the model thinks that it should be four. And so uh, I've got Manhattan there. I do not have every dog has its day or a plug your nose and play anyway game. Those are um, just not applicable with only 13 games. So I am giving you the total of the day. I'm bringing that segment back for tonight. Early slot, 6 p.m. Central, Kent State at Akron. Yesterday, I locked in the over 127, so we get a shameless plug there. Follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet anytime I update picks, make them, etc. The model makes this 131. It's up to 129. I still like it over 129. I think anything under 130 is safe there to take the over, because I think that number just felt a little bit too low. It's a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, Jake, what buzzer beater do you have for us? Well, I've only got the one today. I'm taking Oakland minus seven against this kind of real rough Robert Morris team. I think Oakland gets it done and carries us with a 10 to 15 point victory. All right, because Jerry, you got one for us too, I think. Yeah, last buzzer beater here. Monmouth and Manhattan over 140. The model is 4-0-1 on Manhattan totals in the last three weeks. Model, let's keep that rolling. Over 140 in that game. All right. I like it. That is all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. We will get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season and that live Q&A episode. That's tomorrow morning, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 
8 a.m. Central. We will see you then. Remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.